Let's get to the word. I'm doing uh, part five of my God series. And today we are looking at uh, God's works and the subtitle is His Works Are Good. His Works Are Good. God's Works Are Good. And as I've said uh, earlier, Genesis chapter one is God's self-introduction to us. In Genesis chapter 1, God is introducing himself. And so it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and it goes on and on and on. And we've talked about the fact that in Genesis chapter 1, uh, God introduces himself as an eternal God. He existed before creation. Then God also introduced himself as the omnipotent creator, the creator who didn't need anybody's help to create uh, all things. Then God introduces himself as spirit. God is spirit. And we looked at, at that in part three and part four. God is his word. The word of God uh, uh, is God. And, uh, and this today we're looking at how God sees his works, how he uh, approaches his own work, his attitude towards his work. Uh, which is good. So we look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Genesis chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. And let us hear the reading. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. This is the first statement in the Bible that talks about how God sees his own work. Uh, because we've, uh, God has created something. But how does he see his own work? And this is the first verse in the entire Bible introducing us to God's attitude towards his own work. Do the things that God make serve any purpose? Is God's work purposeful? Does it serve any purpose? Is there any real reason behind things that happen to us? And this is a very important question, you know, because when you are in this world, things happen. People say life happens. And sometimes you wonder, is there any purpose in the things that are happening? Is there any reason why the things should happen? And that's what we're going to try to discover from this series. Now, when you look through Genesis chapter 1, there is a pattern uh, beginning from verses 3 and 4 and 5 that is repeated throughout uh, the book of Genesis. In other words, God will say something will happen and then the thing will happen, and then he will see what has happened, then he will give a verdict about the thing that has happened, and he will define what has happened, and then sometimes he will name what has happened, and then he locks it into a day. So there is a process that starts and goes through the whole of Genesis. So if you look at it again, it says, God saw the light, that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening 
and the morning were the first day. God's verdict about what he has created, that it is good. It is good. God saw the light that it is good. So the question is, what does the word good mean? What is good? Now, in Hebrew, the word good is tov. It's uh, spelled with B, but it's pronounced as V uh, because uh, there are two different ways of pronouncing uh, that letter. But it's tov, and it means that something is well, something is in order, something is beautiful. So when it says it's good, it's not just good because it is morally good. It's good because it is in order and it looks good. It looks nice. So God looks at his word or his work and he said, good, tov, it's well, it's in order, it's beautiful. This is what I wanted to do. God called his work good. And the lesson we learn here is that God is the judge of his own works. God is the judge of his own work. We do not determine the value of God's work. He determines what his works mean. So, you know, because many times we, we feel that we are the ones who must determine whether something God has done is good or bad. So, something happens or something, you're going through something in life, and you then determine whether it's good or bad. But the Bible says we don't determine whether it's good or bad. God is the one who determines it. He is the judge of his work. I am not the judge of God's work. You know, in our local uh, 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 palace or proverbs, there is, there is a, a very popular saying, uh, especially in the Akan language. I don't know whether it's said in the other uh, languages, but it says that the one who cuts the path, the one who makes the path, does not know whether the path is crooked or not. Uh, so the idea is that when you are doing something, you are not the one to judge it. Somebody else must evaluate it because the path you are, cu you are cutting may be crooked. May I just let you know it doesn't apply to God. It applies to you Ghanaians. It doesn't apply to God. We cannot say that God is cutting a path and he doesn't know whether it's good or bad. And I have to go and say whether it's good or bad. No, God did his work and then he judged his work. God is the judge of his work. He determines what his works mean. So when you're going through something in life and you're going through, maybe it may be a challenge or a difficulty or something has happened and it's blown your mind and, and then, you know, you, you, you want to pass judgment on it. God says, no, you don't do that. You don't have a right to do that because if it's happening in my world, I am the one who determines what it is. And in the first instance, he says that his work is good. His work is good. God's work is good. God is a good God and his works are good. Now, why does God say his works are good? Because his works are in line with his will. His works are in line with his will. The word 
work. Uh, the, the word good means something is in order. It is exactly as it was intended to be. So God says, what I have done is exactly as I intended it to be. It's good. It's in order. That's what I wanted. That's a very powerful concept because, you know, things happen in your life and you think God has made a mistake. Why God? Why God? Why God? Why me, Lord? And normally when you say, why me, Lord, you're meaning, why not him? <laughs> why, why should it happen to me? It shouldn't happen to me. Why me, Lord? But everything God does fits into his will. It's according to his will. He judges what he does. He determines whether what is happening to you is good or not good. He is the judge of his, of his works. His works are in line with his will. It also means that his works are purposeful and pleasing to him. God's works are purposeful. He delights in his work. And he celebrates his work. Now, what, what you read in, uh, in Genesis, it says God saw the light that it was good. It's like somebody who has accomplished a task. And after he's done the task, he says, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. You're saying this thing is exactly what I wanted it to be. And it looks good. And it is purposeful. And it is doing what I wanted it to do. God's work is purposeful. There's nothing happening in your life as a child of God that has no purpose. When you're an unbeliever, you can say, I don't even know what it is. But when you are a child of God, nothing happens in your life that is not purposeful. It may not seem good. It may not feel pleasant. It may not be what you wish would happen, but God never makes mistakes with his works. He never makes mistakes. So he looked at what he has done and he said, it is good. And it's interesting as you read uh, Genesis chapter 1, you know, God said, let there be light, and there was light. But he didn't banish the darkness forever. It's not as if the light came and darkness has appeared and there's no darkness. The light came and darkness also was there. And he appointed different spheres for them. So can God use darkness to accomplish good? Yes. Can he use light to accomplish good? Yes. So there will be some darkness in your life. The fact that you are in the light of God doesn't mean darkness will never come. Darkness will come. Light comes, darkness comes, but God remains the same. He's good. He's good all the time. He's good all the time. If you're going through a dark patch in life, God is good. So 
God is good in the light as well as in the darkness. God is good in the light. God is good in the darkness. And that's, that's where our Christian faith stands, you know. Our Christian faith is not just positivism. Christianity is not positivism. Everything is okay. Everything is okay. Nothing and, and everything is just positive and positive and positive. But the Bible clearly teaches that sometimes darkness comes. Even after God has brought light, sometimes darkness comes. But God is constant. He's good in the light. He's good in the darkness. Interestingly, if you read the passage, God said, let there be light. He saw the light and he called it good. But he didn't call the darkness good. Neither did he call it bad. He just left the darkness to be whatever it will be. But he said the light is good. But the constant there is not even the light or the darkness. Because God overrules both the light and the darkness. The constant is God. He's good in the dark. He's good in the light. He's good when you're down. He's good when you're up. He's good when everybody turns around against you. And he's good when everybody's praising you. He's good when you are happy. And he's good when you are sad. He's good on payday. And he's good on broke day. Every time he's good. That's why we say God is good all the time. Now it's, it's a nice slogan, but when you're going through life, <laughs> it doesn't feel that way. So because sometimes when you're going through life, you feel like God is not good. God, as for this one, I will mock you and fail you. Unfortunately, he doesn't give you the right to mark him. He marks himself. And he says, whatever you're going through is good. Whatever you're going through is good. Now, because we see life only from a short time, you know, the span of a person's life, the longest the oldest person on the earth, in the earth at this time I hear, I think it's about 114. That's not too old. 114. So if, if even that person is looking at life, he's, he has only a 114 year perspective. God has eternal perspective. And if you squeeze 114 years into eternity, it disappears. So because we see life only from our point of view and the expanse of our life, we can judge things now and not know how they will be 500 years from now and how they will be 1,000 years from now. But God looks at something from now and he sees how it will be 1,000 years from now, 500 years from now. So when he says it's good, his perspective is far wider than your perspective. There are actions you are taking now and the consequences will be for a thousand years. But you don't even know 
You don't know. There are people you are talking now and the effect of that conversation you are having on, with those people can be for a thousand years. But for you, you are just living your life. But God sees the end from the beginning. That's why when he says, when I'm in it, it's good. It's good. Somebody say, God is good. Say one more time. Say, God is good. Now, when you look through the passage, there are three actions of God that we are going to look at in the passage. Three actions of God. The first one is that God saw the light he had made. God saw. What does it mean? It means God is aware of what he is doing. God is aware of what he is doing. You may not be aware, but he is aware of what he is doing. He saw the light that he had made. God does not hide from his works. He's aware of his works. He's present before his works. He saw the light. And just get this, God is aware of what he's doing in your life. He's aware of it. There are things that have happened in my life. At the time they happened in my life, I thought it was the most horrible thing to ever happen in my life. Most horrible. At that time, if you, if you ask me to say, uh, God is good, I would never say God is good. I would say God is wicked. God is terrible. What good can come out of this? 1975, I lost my mother. 1976, I lost my father. And uh, we were living in the harbor city of Tema, the greatest city on earth. Of course, when you lose your parents in one year, what are you going to do? Um, we didn't own the house we were in. We were just tenants in the house, and then, you know, all kinds of troubles came. And because, you know, our parents were not were gone and we were all young, you know, relatives came to pick us. You know, some, we all, all of us children were scattered to relatives. And I was scattered to an aunt to go and live with my aunt in a place in Accra. I left Tema and came to Accra in an estate called Kanda Estates. And in Kanda Estates, I found other believers and we started a Christian fellowship called the Kanda Christian Fellowship. And out of that Kanda Christian Fellowship came something called the International Central Gospel Church. Now, I cannot say God killed my mother, but if she had not died, there was no way I would live in Kanda Estates. And there was no way I would meet the people I met in Kanda Estates, like uh, Pastor Donko and uh, Pastor Ano and all of these people. And there was no way I would have started a church because my mother would tell me, don't. Men, man, yeah, man, yeah. Tombo, tombo. She would never have encouraged me to start a church. Never. 
I can almost imagine what she would say if I said, God has called me. She would say, no, God hasn't called you. Be patient. Was it God who killed her? I don't know. But now I can look back and say it was tough. It was good. Because God had something in mind that I could never, ever, ever have anticipated. If I had to make the choice, I would never make that choice. Who would make a choice to kill their mother? So when God does something and he says it's good, you may not see it. But... God sees his work. He's aware of his work. He knows what he's doing. He's not crazy. He's purposeful. Somebody say, God knows what he's doing in my life. Oh, say it like you know. Say, God knows what he's doing in my life. I don't know it all. I don't understand it all. But God sees what he's doing. He's aware of it. He's not an absent-minded God. The second action of God is that he separated the light from the day. He divided. He set things in their rightful place. God is a God of order. He separates the light from the darkness. He brings order out of chaos. But look at that. The light did not Abolish the darkness. He didn't. So God is saying there are moments in your life you're going to experience darkness. And there are moments in your life you're going to experience light. There are times you can see your way clear and there are times you see your way clear. There are times you, you get confused. There are times you get clarity. But in both seasons, God is good. In both seasons, God is good. If you're going through divorce, you, it's a dark spot. You may think, what good can come out of this? But God sees the end from the beginning. He sees the end. He sees things we don't see. He sees outcomes we don't see. He sees things far into the distance. And he's able to position you in places you, you would never have chosen to be left to you. You would never choose it. But in his big scheme, he needs you to do it. So he's going to contrive and create the right circumstances to position you where he wants you to be because greater good comes out of what he does in your life. When he says it is good, it is greater good Maybe, you know, something is good for you as an individual. It benefits you. But God wants what he does not just to benefit you, but to benefit 10,000 people. And benefiting 10,000 people is more important than benefiting one person. So in God's providence, he's going to place you in a place where you can be of more benefit. Your children, your grandchildren. Some of you, what God is doing in your life is not for you. It's for your children. Because your children need 
a certain impetus and he's going to create it because of a purpose he has for them 20 years down the line. And you would never make that choice if you were given that option. Even if you were told the benefit of it, you wouldn't choose it. <laughs> Thank God for his mercy. God divides, he says things in their rightful positions. And the third and final thing we see in the passage, God called the light day. He called the darkness night. I like the final declaration. He saw the light is good, but he called it day. And he called the darkness night. He didn't call it evil. He called it night. He says there's going to be day seasons and there's going to be night seasons. A night season is not necessarily an evil season. It's just a night season. A day season is just a day season. And if you've lived on this earth for a while, you know that no matter how long the day is, night will come. In the last few weeks, I've been... Uh, you know, I, I take delight in so many things in astronomy and studying about the universe and all kinds of natural phenomena. So I spend time studying all of those things. And so I, I've been spending time looking at places in the earth where the seasons are not day and night as we have it. Because if you are in the North Pole, you're going to have day for a very long time. I mean, people have day for months. And night is day. And I mean, sometimes you wish you would live in, in a world like that where it's never night. Those of you who don't like sleeping, you know, you wish it's day forever. But who wants day forever? Who wants day forever? So you stay somewhere in the North Pole and it's day, especially in the summer, it's day, 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 day. Every day is day. Sunlight every day. And then you go into another season as night, 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 continuous night. All I'm saying is no matter how prolonged the day is, night will come. <laughs> and no matter how pronounced the night is, day will come. So God says, the light is just a day. The darkness is just a night. Weeping may endure for the night. But joy will come in the morning. Don't throw away your life because you are in a night season. Because a day season is going to come. Because of the goodness of the Lord. He can show you mercy in the darkness, in the night. And he can show you mercy in the day, in the light. God is God of both the day and the night. His works are good. And this is how the Apostle Paul reflects on what Genesis chapter 1, verses 3 to 5 means to us as believers. I, and I like how the Apostle Paul puts it. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 to 9. And he's alluding to Genesis chapter 1, 3 to 5. 
but drawing it in in the New Testament era. How we see what God did in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 to 5. It says, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who was shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaking. Struck down, but not destroyed. What is Paul saying? Paul says, the same God who said, let there be light, and there was light, is the same one who said, let there be light in our hearts when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And he brought light into the darkness of our hearts. The same God. If you are a child of God and you are born again, you have received God's light in your life. And he says, because of that, we are hard pressed on every side. We are struck down, but we don't, the, the intended purpose of what is happening to us doesn't happen. Struck down, but not destroyed. In other words, we got a big blow from Mike Tyson. We were struck down when we went down the net, the, 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 the boxing ring. And probably for a moment, we were cast, counted out. But have you noticed that people who are counted out in a boxing ring, they don't die, they get up and continue living? It's not as if they, they said one, two, up to ten. Knock out. So for life, you are knocked out. No, you can get up after that and go and continue with your life. So he says we are struck down, but we are not destroyed. Why? Because the same God, who said, let there be light, has given us light in our hearts. If you are a born-again believer, you have the light of God inside of you. And because of that, you cannot lose in the battle of life. Because of that, you would never fail in the battle of life. Even when people think you are failed, God will find a way to turn your failure into success. You can have somebody who probably doesn't have a child and may never have a biological child, but influence somebody, maybe a nephew, a niece, somebody in children's church, and that person they influence will probably be the most influential person 50 years from now. And probably if they had a child, they would never have taken care of that person. God has a way of turning your darkness into purpose. He has a way of turning your darkness into purpose. And this morning we want to trust him with our lives. That he knows what he's doing. He's aware of what he's doing. Let's get up everybody. Let's, let's get up. And we're going to pray shortly before we close. Lift up your hands to God. And thank him for your life.
Thank him for the darkness. Thank him for the night. Thank him for things you don't understand, things you're going through that doesn't make sense to you. Thank him that he's working out his purposes. He's bringing beauty out of it. He's bringing tov out of it. He says it's good. It's good. You're in the night, but I'll bring good out of it. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord. Just lift up your hands to him and thank him for your life. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's all in order. It's all in order. It's all in order. It's all in order. Nothing missing, nothing broken. It's all in order. And talk to the Lord and ask him to give you, help you to see and understand his purposes for your life. Help me, Lord, to see your purpose in my life. My life is not a mistake. I'm not a mistake. I'm not a disgrace. I'm not a failure. You're working out your purposes in my life. You're working out good out of my life. In your scheme of things, I fit well. I fit well. I am not a misfit. I fit into God's plan, into God's purposes. Father, we thank you. That you see what you have made and you call it good. You see us made in the image of God, patterned after Christ Jesus with the light of Christ, and you say it is good. So we declare, Lord, that you are good. Your works are good. Our experiences are good. And you are working out good in our lives. It's all working together for your purposes. You're bringing it together that we may experience the fullness of your purpose and your plan for our lives and help us always to keep this perspective that your works are good. In Jesus' name, amen.